0: Hello and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast, Brother Jeremy here. I want to go to the book of Numbers today, Numbers chapter number seven. Sure, thank you for joining in on the podcast Number 7 and verse number 1, and it came to pass on the day that Moses had fully set up the tabernacle and had anointed it and sanctified it, and all the instruments thereof, both the altar and all the vessels thereof, and had anointed them and sanctified them, that the princes of Israel, heads of the house of the fathers, who were the princes of the tribes and were over them that were numbered, offered. And they brought their offering before the Lord, six covered wagons and 12 oxen, a wagon for two of the princes and for each one an ox, and they brought them before the tabernacle. And the Lord spake to Moses, saying, take, a, take it of them that they may do to the service of the tabernacle of the congregation. And thou shalt give them unto the Levites, to every man according to his service. And if we go on down and read, and I'll talk about this in just a little bit. There's three sons, uh, that the Gershonites, the Mererites, and the Kohathites three sons of the Levites, their families were given special places uh, in the work of God. And the Bible said, according to their service, according to his service, every man was given according to his service. There's something for you to do in the work of the Lord, and you need to find your place in the ministry. You need to find your place, and that's what we're going to be dealing with today on the podcast. And And uh, we may go a couple podcasts. I don't know how far we'll go with it, but you need to find your place in the house of God. Find your place in the service of the Lord. Find your place in the ministry. The Bible's clear that there is a will of God for every individual life. I love Romans 12, verse one and two. I preached my first message as a nine-year-old boy out of Romans 12, one and two. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. And Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And I'd say apart from being saved, the greatest thing that will ever happen to someone is the day they realize their place the will of God for their life. And sometimes the will of God, it it seems vague and hard to understand. The will of God's not hard. The will of God's not hard. And the will of God is not the same for every believer. Some have it easy while others have hardships. I, that's one thing I, I don't understand. Uh, some people are in the spotlight. Others are in the shadows. Uh, some conquer great mountains. Others have to take a road in the valley. But everybody's got their place in the the service of the Lord. If you study Hebrews 11, the heroes of the faith, from verse one to verse 35, it'll talk about those Old Testament believers and how they were delivered. But then you get to verse 36 and it says, and others, they didn't get delivered, but they were just as faithful. Both got a good report. Uh, That refutes the modern day name it, claim it, healing and deliverance movement. And we're not, you know, to sit in judgment on the will of God for everybody else's life. We need to sit in judgment of the will of God for our life. We need to we need not worry about whether or not our neighbor's being obedient to God's will. Am I being obedient to God's will? Am I allowing God uh, to uh, lead me the way he wants to lead me? Finding your place in the service of the Lord. Finding your place in the ministry. And I want you to imagine for just a second, two and a half to three million people, uh, a campsite, if you will, because that's exactly what you have with the tabernacle. The tabernacle would be set up in the middle of the camp. Uh, the tribes of Israel would encircle the tabernacle in tents. You had on the east side of the tabernacle three families. You had on the west side of the fam uh, west side of the tabernacle three families. You had on the north side and the south side also three families of the Israelites, those tribes. And, and then right beside the tabernacle were the Levites, again divided into the four sides of the tabernacle. On the east side, Moses, Aaron, and the sons of Aaron, and then on the west side you had the Gershonites, on the north side you had the Mererites, and on the south side of the tabernacle you had the Kohathites. And in Numbers chapter seven, the tribe of Levi was divided into three families with three totally different jobs. You had the Gersonites, according to Numbers 3.25, they carried the materials of the tabernacle. And then you had the Mererites, according to Numbers 3.36, they carried the structure of the tabernacle. And then you had, in Numbers 3.30, the Kohathites, who carried the holy vessels of the tabernacle. And it's interesting because the Gersonites had two wagons and four oxen. The Mererites had four wagons and eight oxen. And the Kohathites had no wagons and no oxen. They had to carry the holy vessels on their shoulders, walking beside the wagons. It's typically that there's three groups in the church, three groups in the in the ministry, three groups of service, and you need to find your place. And which one of these families represents you? Now I'll give you a couple thoughts on this, and I hope it'll be a help to you about finding the place in the service of the Lord and and maybe give you some understanding about why some uh, flourish and why some seem to struggle. All right, now there's three messages. If you look at this, there's three messages. The Gershonites carried the cloth, okay? That represented the beauty of the ministry. The Bible talks about adorning uh, the doctrine of God in the book of Titus chapter two. That word adorn means to dress up. It means to make it attractive, and uh, there's some people in the church that carry the cloth. They make the church beautiful. Uh, they make the church shine. They dress it up. They make the church attractive. Uh, there's some folks that they come into the room mouth first, you know, and they're they're just uh, they light up a room, and uh, that's the Gersonite and how we need uh, people that would cause uh, the church to be beautiful. But then you've got the Marrerites, not like the Gersonites who carried the cloth, which was the beauty and the adorning of the church, but the Mererites carried the structure. They carried all of the, uh, the beams and the, the post and all that that made the tabernacle stand. And it represents the strength of the ministry. You've got some people that beautify the ministry. You've got some people that are just strong. And I, I, I think it's interesting that the Marerites had twice as many wagons, twice as many oxen. And you know what that teaches? We need more workers than we need worship. We need more workers than we need worship. Uh, we've got to preach the fundamentals of the faith, the book, the blood, the blessed hope. And there are those that are the structure of the church. You may never hear from them. They may never testify. They may never sing a special. Uh, they may never be on the stage but they're strong, they're faithful, they're there, they're the structure. So you've got some that'll be on the stage, some that'll sing, some that will dress the church and make it beautiful and adorn the church and in the spotlight, so to speak. It's like a Sunday school class. You've got one teacher and 30 students. The 30 students are necessary for that class. The teacher may dress it and adorn it and beautify it, but if he had no students to teach to, then the class has no structure. And so the Gersonites carried the cloth, talking about how you beautify the church. The Mererites carried the structure, and that's talking about how those in the shadows strengthen the church. And then there's the Kohathites. The Bible tells us that the Kohathites carried the holy vessels, and that represents the, the holiness of God. We need some people that will beautify the church. We need some people that will strengthen the church. But we also need people who will have the holiness. And of course, all of these things can be in every individual life. We all need to do our part to make the church pretty and beautiful and adorning. And we all need to do everything we can to be strong and faithful and steadfast. And we all need to be holy in our living. But there are some people that God puts in a church just for that purpose, to to uphold the holiness of God, to uphold the strength and stand of the church, and some to beautify the church. Three messages. It's pretty amazing. There's also three ministries in the church. These three families show that some people are going to have larger burdens than others. And I don't want you to miss the next podcast because we're going to go into this about how God puts individuals in a ministry for a specific purpose as I'm teaching this podcast and talking to you right now I'm thinking of people in the church that beautify the church I'm thinking of people in my church that strengthen the church and I'm thinking of people who maintain the holiness of the church you need to find your place God's got a specific place, a specific purpose for your life. He wants to use you. Uh, you may be one of my members at Thanks to Calvary, or you may be a member of another church listening today. Are you doing your part to beautify and strengthen and and keep the standard of holiness in your church? You ought to seek that out. You ought to, to, you ought to do your best uh, to be what your church needs and what the ministry you're there in needs how we need the people of God to rise up in this day. And one day we'll we'll face God. One day we're going to face God and we're going to give an account for our service in the Lord. Find your place. Now I know one place you can find yourself today. You can go out in this world and be salt and light. Go out today and purify and illuminate. This world is dirty and it is dark and we need some Christians that will rise up to the task at hand and be salt and light in this earth. And if you're listening to this in the evening, why don't you plan on purpose? Tomorrow, I'm going to be salt. I'm going to be light. I'm going to be filled with the Spirit. I'm going to have a testimony. I'm going to be a witness. I'm going to make a difference for the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't miss the next Treasures of Truth podcast. And until then, God bless you.